Morning, everyone. Uh, my name's Danny. I'm one of the pastors here. I've got a chest infection, which is why I'm hiding and only appearing for this little cameo um, here, so I don't infect anyone. I'm rat negative, so um, not going to give anyone COVID this morning. Um, still, I've been watching online, which is fantastic. I thought it was particularly amusing when we did our minutes, um, you know, like chat to people around you that Stacey's mic was still on and playing through, the, and her laughter permeated the atmosphere, which um, is something for us to take note of. All right, we're in Colossians 3. Uh, this is Back to Life, this series. This is the second. We did the um, first on Easter Sunday. We're talking about relationships, what happens when our relationships get resurrected and back to life. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn them on or open them up. Uh, Colossians 3. Now, before I get there, I just want to say a quick thing about the email we sent out this week about the annual general meeting, which is on the 30th of April, particularly the nominations for eldership. So there are two nominations for eldership. They are Mel Moore and Ben Jackson. Um, so those guys have been nominated. They've been interviewed by elders, um, and, um, and they've had time to pray and think about that, and they come recommended to the church as um, elders of CCW. If you have any um, questions or concerns, as some people have through the, the week, more questions, who, who are elders, what do they do, and, um, and uh, what about these guys, you know, uh, or if you think, if you look at those candidates and you think, oh, no, I don't like that hair colour or, um, <laughs> you know, they've got a funny look in their eye or they're too old or they're too young or they're um, too whatever, um, then come and talk to us about that. that we've any question that you might have had, the elders have rigorously gone through those questions. You don't have to agree with us, but better to be informed um, about this process. We're really excited about these candidates and we're looking forward to that AGM together on April the 30th. All right, in Colossians 3, which is a beautiful chapter. I mean, the whole Bible is beautiful, but Colossians 3 is uh, gorgeous. It starts with this... Um, with this statement, since you've been raised with Christ. Because you've been raised with Christ. Um, you know, in light of the fact that you were here, you were dead, but now you're raised with Christ. Because you occupy that position. This is the premise of uh, Colossians 3. Resurrection. He says, set your minds on the reality of heaven. Because your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Jesus, who is your life, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you'll share in all of his glory. So you catch, this is the premise of Colossians 3. We are resurrected with Christ. Jesus died, and when he died, he took all of our punishment and our shame and our sin and our old selfish desires. They're all dead and buried, and we were raised with Christ, seated with him. Um, and, and since you're there... Set your minds there because your actual life, your real life is there. It, it's veiled, it's hidden now. It, you know, it's harder for you to understand and for other people around you to understand. But get your head around this. That's your real life. It's with Christ in God. And when, at the end of time, when Jesus is revealed, then we'll share in his glory and everyone will see. So put these things to death in your life because uh, immorality, lust, evil desires, greed, that is worshipping, depending on the things of this world, anger, 
malicious behavior, slander, dirty language, the lies we tell each other. That's all in the first nine verses of Colossians 3. If I want to get to this bit here, though. Uh, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So, how, how are we renewed? When we learn, when we learn to know our creator. So, how do, you, how, do you, how do you learn maths? How do you, how do you get good at maths? You learn. How do you get good at English? Or well, you don't, but anyway. You, you learn, you know. How, 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 do you, how, do you get, uh, how do you get good at anything? You, you learn. You read it, you study it, you review it, you, you, you sit with that material, you practice with it, you apply it. So how do we get renewed? We learn to know God. We learn to know Him. And become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. So in our language, it doesn't matter what tribe you are, what family you come from, what gender you are, what color you are, how much education you've got, how popular you are, how much money you have, how much influence you have, what your family connections are. None of it matters. Christ is all that matters. So you look around a room like this and you think, what would normally separate me from somebody else in this room? Are they older, younger, you know, richer, poorer, um, politically different than me, ideologically different than me, tribally different than me? Um, it doesn't matter. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves... You must clothe yourselves with, here's a list, tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let's hit these one at a time. Mercy is the release of deserved repercussion. That is, I earned punishment or I'm sitting in this mess of my own making and... The, 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 what I deserve in that space is, is withdrawn from me, amazingly. Uh, mercy would be like um, the police caught you speeding and you should have lost your licence and they let you off. That's mercy. Um, it's probably not, probably not warranted or smart, but that would be an example of that. Or, yeah. Uh, kindness is more proactive. Kindness is unwarranted help. Um, Kindness is uh, practical, and you can think of lots of examples of that in your life, in your family. Kindness is um, your mum arrives home with the shopping, and without being asked, you just go and help her to unpack the shopping. You take it in, and you don't just plonk it on the bench, you put the things away. That would be kindness. Um, uh, Kindness kindness is that... um, oh. I'm anticipating that this person might need this thing right now, so I'm going to go out of my way to go and help them to get that. Kindness. Uh, Unwarranted help. Kindness is also uh, in the emotional space for us. And we know this. The way you look at somebody, the way you view someone, the way you treat somebody, the option to be kind in your manner towards somebody. Uh, To give them the benefit of the doubt to... Not judge, but lean in to listen and express kindness. 
Humility. Uh, humility is your needs first. I was talking to Matthew about this upstairs before, and I said, what's an example of humility? He said, isn't humility like you're standing before God, where you just go, oh, you're God and I'm, I'm me? Isn't it just the right kind of alignment with God? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is that. But because of that, it, it is an understanding that I'm important, but I'm not more important. And God's already given me all that I need, so I can, I can consider others more important than me because of the love of God in me. Humility is your needs first because God put my needs before his. So, gentleness. Um, we could all use a little more gentleness in the way we look out for each other. This is because, because I am raised with Christ, because I'm looking at the realities of heaven, my relationships, my risen relationships, will be marked by these things. Humility, kindness, gentleness. Think about the way that you have related to the people around you this week. And you think, am I risen in my relationships? Um, most of the time, um, most of us are hopefully. Patience. This is the one that I wish was always left off the list. Uh, long suffering. When something is annoying and then annoying and then really annoying and then even more annoying than annoying because this person persists in that fear or that attitude or that um, complaint or that, or that habit or you know, and it just, you know when it drives you crazy? Um, this is a great opportunity for risen relationships. <laughs> because patience is long-suffering that is enduring that. That is um, putting up with that. He's waiting for that. I will care for you. I will listen to you. I will wait for you. I will be patient. Now... Mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. These are aspects of, you could, you could um, be at risk of thinking these are about emotional intelligence. That is, can I determine how somebody else is and, and have I got the, the nous and the skill and the wherewithal to cater for their emotional state, to do the best thing for them in their emotional state? And there are elements of skill in this in terms of the emotional intelligence and practice. And some of us are more emotionally intelligent than others. Um, but the text doesn't really care how emotionally intelligent you are because the text is not aiming at your emotional intelligence. The text is aiming at your desire, at your heart, at my heart, what we want, what we want in our relationships, in the way we relate to each other. Do we, do we want God? Do we believe that's where my life is, with Christ? That's what I want. In this relationship, I want a risen relationship. Now it's about would I rather would I rather be humble because of that? Would I rather be gentle? Would I would I rather be kind? Do I pre prefer patience because I'm risen with Christ? It's about our heart's desire, not about our skill. Having said that. Um, Emotional intelligence uh, is a skill and it's something that you can learn, that you can get better at. And if you want risen relationships, 
you will try. It's the refuge of a weak person to say, I just don't get that person. I just, I, they are a mystery to me. Um, they're weird. They're strange. I just relate this way. Um, because we're called to love selflessly. That is, your needs. That's what humility is. Your needs first. So we don't have to be awesome at it, but we have to try. <laughs> if we want risen relationships, we have to. If we want the, the freedom that comes from Christ, we have to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So apparently one of my faults I heard yesterday <laughs> is that I assume that I can fix things that I'm not like professionally trained to, to do. So I've got an old car, which is beautiful because you can play with it and it doesn't matter too much. And the driver, the passenger side window doesn't go down. It stopped working. It's not so old that it's a winder. It's an electrical thing. And I thought, I reckon I can fix that. So I get YouTube out yesterday and, uh, and the day before. And um. And by the way, I had to hire my son's car for half a week because I destroyed the door on the... How's that? I go to my son, can I borrow your car? And he goes, yep, $10 a day. <laughs> anyway. So I've pulled this door out. Now, the mistake I made was that I... The window motor thing, has got, it's all cabling inside, and you're supposed to just detach it intact. But I, I thought just by... I didn't read the manual, I just... Undid, undid screws and stuff. And so I actually undid the motor and all the cabling sprung out everywhere. And now I've got this mess, this door everywhere. Um, and it took me, um, you know, it was about six hours of my life wasted trying to put that stupid little motor. But I did it. <laughs> and now my window goes up and down. And I'm very pleased with myself. The remote locking stopped working, but that's beside the point. <laughs> the point is, here's my thing. Um, yesterday, Dominique needed my help, and I was fixing a stupid thing. And, um, and which, so I didn't, like, I pursued what I wanted to do, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a risen relationship moment for me. Um, but I haven't heard anything about that from her because make allowance for each other's faults this is literally what it means there's an annoying thing that this person does in my life and I, I just make allowance they leave stuff all over the place and I'm a tidy person and I hate that and I just I make allowance you know uh, they think you know the floor is their wardrobe you know and, um, and I make allowance. Um, they get anxious and uptight and upset when we're heading into social situations every time, you know. And I make allowance. Make allowance for each other's faults. Because your life is hidden with Christ in God. And he wants you to have this kind of attitude towards your relationships. A risen attitude. Above all, 
Clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Love is selflessness. You first. So that you will be bound together in perfect harmony. And I love this. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Can you imagine a life that was ruled by peace? Can you imagine a heart that was ruled by peace? Can you imagine relationships where the, the dominant, most powerful, you know, the, the power that informs all of your relationships is peace? That's aspirational, isn't it? That's beautiful. That's possible. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. How do we get there? We learn to know our Creator. We remember our life is up there in our relationships. We're operating from up here with Christ. And that Christ is all that matters. So our anger, it died on the cross. It's dead. The revenge, revenge is dead. Vindication is unnecessary. I don't have to be right ever again. Say that in the mirror five times. <laughs> um, because I'm hidden with Christ in God and I want risen relationships. And always be thankful, Paul says. Not, with, not for your circumstance, within your circumstance. Always be thankful. Because no matter if I'm sick, if I'm tired, if I'm ill, if I'm broken, if I'm poor, if I'm um, struggling, if I'm assaulted, if I'm victimised, my life is still there with Christ. And when Christ, who is my life, is revealed, I'll share in His glory. So in this space, let's live in risen relationships. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, this is so simple and so difficult. Um, this is um, such a struggle for us um, and yet so freeing and so beautiful. Um, in the places we feel the gap now, oh God, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not risen in this part of my relationship. Help us to remember and to be reminded and to experience now that it's your power, it's your power moving in our hearts to move us to this kind of relationship with each other. And God, I pray that in all the windows of our lives, in all the spaces of our lives um, this week, that we would experience you in this way, that you would help us to be gentle when we wouldn't have, more patient than we would have, kinder than we could have, and more humble um, than we were going to. And God, rule our hearts with your peace as we trust you and get to know you. In Jesus' name, amen.